0: Okay so the unspeakable is a card that it's blue 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 and six. It's Hang on, six are we and...
1: actually recording the bit where we're building the deck right now or are we still just gathering resources? I to... thought
0: I thought we were recording.
1: Okay, cool. Absolutely. I think
0: I think it's way funnier if we do it if we go through our process live and actually us trying to build the deck. <laughs>
1: Hey there, folks over at CommanderCast.com, MTGCast.com, and CommanderSociety.com now. Uh, It's time for another episode of Rivals Duel, the show where we might actually be back on a semi-regular schedule.
0: I think we are. Like, we we took our accidental hiatus and we're back. And we don't have a set review to do.
1: Yay! Yes, we don't even have a plan, which has led to a very, (laughs) very exciting segment coming up later on in the episode. Um don't we, let them
0: behind the curtain
1: <laughs> yeah noel and i have decided that since we were off and kind of thrown for a loop for so long in terms of trying to record and uh get the episode posted and everything like that and then it got posted to facebook much longer after it got posted to Commander cast that we are going to have a uh uh, a experiment. Uh, what should be a fun, chaotic, and exciting experiment to try and get our feet back underneath us?
0: I would like to think this will work. I'd like to think we are smart enough to make this work. If it doesn't, we apologize in advance and we'll never do this again.
1: I would like to think that we're smart enough to make this work, and if it doesn't, I'll drink more.
0: <laughs> yes, because because not enough alcohol will be the solution to this problem.
1: I mean, 2016, if nothing else, has taught me that alcohol is a close and loyal friend. <laughs>
0: Jose Cuervo, you are a friend of mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But first, before that, uh, we have some things to cover, don't we? We, yeah, have... we have a
0: lot of things. I guess it's. I don't want to call it things about stuff, but it's really that's kind of what it is.
1: It is things about stuff. Do we want to talk about our experiences with the commander deck first, or do we want to talk about the comment first?
0: I think we should talk about these commander decks a little bit more first. Now I know our whole episode, our whole last episode was that, and everyone is mm-hmm. plenty inundated. I know everybody else is like me; they're kind of at the okay. I've played these now. I'm sick of them. I'm ready to go back to regular commander that I'm playing with, not precons like the precon precon. Not even a month, but like those first two, three weeks after precons caught, everyone's playing with them and they're fun. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I want these decks to do what they actually want to, not just uh, like
1: the whatnot. out of the box version.
0: Yeah, like like there's obvious things missing that I want to put in this, and now I have.
1: Mm-hmm. So the I have played with one of the commander di- commander precons, the only one I'm allowed to. Uh, I have also played against them a bit but I, I haven't got a huge amount of experience with them I'll be honest uh, what I will say about these, th- this commander product as compared to old commander products I've noticed is that there's a lot of really big swingy cards in these ones
0: yeah there's a lot of let's say, mic drop-esque cards where you just drop this and kind of go mic drop.
1: Yeah, and you either like wipe the board or win the game or do something really, really big off the back of it. Because they like, and and I don't know if that was intentional because they're four color commander decks. Um, Also I will say that the mana base was not as bad as I had feared it would be. Definitely not good. But not as bad as I feared it would be.
0: Sure I mean there's a there's a way to build these with a bunch of fetches and shocks and duels that would be better mm-hmm. but as far as for an out of the box product these aren't these are not bad
1: uh that being said, you really have to keep an eye on your colors managing your colors in these decks is a full time job
0: yeah so to so I want to talk about one that I've been kind of like mediumly impressed with one I was blown out of the water by and one that I was thoroughly disappointed, not so much in the concept of the deck but the actual package wizards put together.
1: Okay, sure. Let's hear it.
0: Atraxa
1: is really, really,
0: really, really, really good.
1: Yes, we knew that was going to be the case. Yeah,
0: but even the Atraxa out-of-the-box deck...
1: ...is really, really, really good?
0: Yeah, like... I believe it. ...has a hard time, and Atraxa herself is just really hard to, to deal with. hmm it's, it's real dumb. Okay. Um Breya Ethereum Shaper, who I have this strange feeling we're gonna spend more time talking about later this episode. Mm-hmm. Hint hint foreshadow foreshadow. Actually is pretty good.
1: Uh as a general, she's decent utility. The deck itself is very, very good, but that I don't think is a surprise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But even Because like... it it has good artifact stuff in it.
0: Yes. Yeah, even like her as a card though, like this deck in bad like she's not I may have misevaluated. I disagree. Okay.
1: I still think that she she's just decent utility.
0: So, the deck that I was sad with, mm-hmm. the deck that broke my little heart... Oh, no. ...was Yidris Maelstorm Wanderer.
1: Oh, and, okay. And here's
0: why. Yidris, I love. That card's sweet. Mm. And some of the other cards in that deck are awesome. I like Vile mm-hmm. Smasher. I like all the other partner commanders in it. It's got a lot of the fun, like, I like a lot of the cards that are in this deck. The mm. thing that kills me... Is that Watsi forgot to put a win condition in this deck?
1: Oh, really? It's just, just a value engine deck.
0: There's just not one there. And to be honest, it's a bunch of. The way they built it is a bunch of wheels and a bunch of stuff like that.
1: No, so you were having, like, Nekusar flashbacks. No, I realized that your I'm playing, like, a thousand yards there.
0: Yeah. This deck gets infinitely better instantly if you add Nekusar and that enchantment that's Nekusar. Like, mm-hmm. if you just take, like, the, the top 10 hits from Nekusar and jam it in this. Yeah, and just cut ten random things that don't really fit anywhere,
1: mm.
0: the deck becomes infinitely better, which was a, a disappointment to me, more more so because it was that there's no win condition in here. Like, I'm just going to hit with this 5-4 Trampler, because that's what I have. <laughs> I yeah, that's unfortunate. I can it for my entire library, but... We're all gonna draw an infinite number of cards because of that a million wheel of fortune effects, but you're gonna draw real things, and I'm gonna draw more ways to draw more cards.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna wheel into another wheel, and the cycle begins anew.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's a mill mil deck, I guess.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I played enough against them to to voice a concrete opinion one way or another. Mm. Um. I stand by my previous statement though which was that I thought that uh the strongest overall decks in terms of both the generals and the way the decks flow together are the two three command or two three color products uh wizards put out I still stand by that I think that they are better than these decks
0: uh I don't know whether i right. Because I have like Nekasar flashbacks, and there's so much wrong with derevi as the worst, car- as the worst kind <laughs> of derevi decks. Like, if it weren't derevi and Nekasar causing me like to make my eye twitch right now, I'd probably agree with you. All
1: right, these are fair probably enough.
0: better for like those are probably more powerful because none of these mm. provoke my envy quite like those two did. But mm. I think that these are probably better. I don't want to say holistically, but like for the sake of the format. Gotcha. This is probably, like, these are probably better than those. Because those two, like, the Nekazar deck out of the box and the Derivi deck, once you did what everyone did with a Derivi deck, were not net positives for the format.
1: In your opinion?
0: <laughs> uh, sure. But I feel like my opinion's the majority here.
1: Uh I I know some people who would passionately disagree with you about the nectar one. Other sure, uh, but... than I don't think anyone thinks Deriviu was a good thing. Right?
0: Um... Like the the only people who do are Deriviu prison lock players. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> okay, so uh you took the lead with the last one. I will take the lead with uh talking about a comment we got from a fellow named Justin. Uh, Justin wrote a very long missive to us on CommanderCast.com about why we were wrong about some stuff, and now I'm gonna respond on the podcast about why Justin is wrong about everything.
0: So hang on, time out before before Eric starts to rip you to shreds, Justin. Please let me say first of all, welcome to the show. This is your this, he said he was a first time listener, and I feel kind of bad that that was his first experience with us because we were still kind of getting our sea legs underneath us.
1: Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, actually let me let me say my comment before you start apologizing to for me okay okay
0: go ahead well, I'll be, why i will you, be quiet and let you lead
1: wait wait until i say something to apologize for okay. and then you can apologize so i'm gonna out, briefly outline uh justin's uh long message uh, not that i think it was too long or anything like that it's just uh, for the sake of Radio time, I'm going to cut it a bit short and summarize. Uh, First, he says, hey, I'm a first-time listener, uh, and it proceeds to say, I play a lot of Commander, but because he doesn't have time, man, Justin, I feel you. Um... I've been consuming a lot more podcasts instead of actually playing, and he says that uh, I don't think it's fair to dismiss the potential of generals just because of the way you feel about them or the colors they represent. I don't play green in any formats outside of limited. I've never played a green card in a single deck, but I don't look at the other commanders and dismiss them immediately because of it. Uh, Then he goes down to say that he was disappointed in our ratings for Brea and Vile Smasher, uh, particularly Brea, uh, and then compares it to our rating for cadelli which we think which he thinks was high in comparison when he believes vile smasher is and Brea were underrated uh then he rolls down uh, gives a very, very big speech about why uh, Brea is good and we underrepresented her. Talks about how Vile Smash is great in dual commander, uh, and then says that he agrees that Attrax is the strongest commander out of the box and even with minimal uh, upgrades. Uh, but you can't dismiss Brea out of hand just because she doesn't fit the playstyle you prefer or the playstyle of your group. Uh, ends it by saying, I hope none of this came off as angry, upset, or rude. I just really wanted you to reconsider her, and I think there are already tons of competitive decks that use Brea. So, I'm going to address certain points one at a time. The first one is that last thing. I hope none of this came off as angry, upset, or rude. Absolutely not, Justin. You didn't come come off as any of those things. uh, And you especially didn't come off as that when you clarified it at the end. Um, We like comments like this. I was going
0: to say, I love comments like this where it's, you're absolutely wrong and here's why. Because yeah. this gives us something we can talk about and engage in a dialogue with, as opposed to just Mm-mm. "you guys are wrong and you're idiots and you're stupid idiots and I'm behind a computer and I have to re- use my real name, so Eric sucks."
1: Yeah, I I want to make it clear, Justin. I disagree with basically everything you said, <laughs> but. I really like the way you said it. And the fact that you backed it up with, opi- you backed up your opinions with examples and everything like that makes me really ex- respect the way you presented your opinions. Um, and then the first thing you, now I'm going to go back up from the bottom to the top. So the first paragraph. Hey, I'm a first time listener and I don't think it's fair for you to use your bias, uh, or to so have your bias factor into it when you're doing evaluations on Commander. Uh, Justin, you are um welcome at to a Rivals disad- Duel. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Rivals Duel. You're at a disadvantage going into this because this is your first time listening to the show. Uh please go back and listen to our old episodes. We've got a huge archive and uh some of them are bad, but some of them are great. And the big thing is that if you want really high quality unbiased commander content, you can actually get that a lot of places, which you've probably noticed because you're listening to a lot of podcasts.
0: We're we're probably not the best place for objective mm-hmm. commander journalism.
1: Yes, we we started off kind of represent doing our best to represent fair fights on either side, but we quickly realized that the strength of our show and uh, uh, the the appeal of it for a lot of people is our personalities. And so because of that, we do push our personalities as part of the show. Noel and I do not have the schedule to put out weekly episodes. We don't have the schedule to put out as in-depth episodes as we necessarily want to sometimes. And we don't have the the ability or the pull to bring in big guests. We can't do a lot of the stuff to compete with bigger podcasts except put our personalities forward. So... Listen to us when you want to hear some guys giving their unfiltered opinions and, like, giving each other a hard time and, they, and they've got good chemistry and they like talking to each other. That's why you listen to our show. But we are not and we aren't going to try to be an unbiased source of commander knowledge because our, our bias is the best thing we have going for us.
0: Yeah, there's there are very few times where we will draw a line and say, this is us trying to be objective about something and typically that's like big swoopy things like rules changes we'll try to say for the good of the format but even that will be infused with Mm -hmm. here's what we think about it personally or i don't like this change but i see why they did it um
1: we do try to represent the other side uh we we make a point of trying to do it but we make it clear that we're playing devil's advocate and where our loyalties and opinions lie
0: sure But Uh I hope we didn't I hope we didn't just scare you off. Like, I feel bad about us now spending two minutes going, well, we talked because we want to. Dang it. We are angry (laughs) nerds with a microphone.
1: That's exactly what we are. And hopefully (laughs) you enjoy listening to us scream. But if you don't, you know what, dude, more power to you. And I hope that you do find a show you like. Yeah. Sincerely. Like, please give a please listen to us, but if you don't enjoy us, I'm not going to try and force you to stay.
0: Sure. Um, so, okay, n- enough enough pandering to fans. How about, let's talk about, can, can I say first of all that I liked Vile Smasher? Like, I want to go on the record and say that I think Vile Smasher could actually be a lot of fun, not in du- not just in Duel Commander, but in uh, just a regular format. Like, before you go off, I'd like to say that I think Vile Smasher is neat in like a red-black mid-range.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, okay, and I'm, I will say that I am actually considering making a deck with Vile Smasher in it. I just don't think Vile Smasher is a great card. Uh, I'm considering it because it helps me complete the colors for a partner deck. Um, my problem with Vile Smash. So, first of all, uh, let, let's get one point out of the way. Uh, Vial, you say Vile Smasher is good in Dual Commander, uh, and we will take your word for it, because Noel and I will never consider a card through the lens of Dual Commander. We we don't really play it or have a whole lot of interest in it. With the recent rules changes that Noel didn't even know happened, for I, the I'm record. i
0: so bad. Like You're like, did you, well, have we talked about the rules of... Uh, Rules changes to dual commander? What rules changes to dual commander?
1: <laughs> yeah, like Noel wasn't interested before, and uh, I think that the most recent rules changes have done nothing but turn us off more. Right. So please I please make don't dual think, think we're going to feel... be talking about it any time. Yeah,
0: please make dual commander feel more like tiny leaders. That's what that format needs, obviously.
1: Yeah, clearly. I'm, um... I you can't hear
0: my dripping sarcasm there. It's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, uh, the next thing I'll say is that Vi, you compare, compare Vile Smasher to Cadeli because they both take a turn to get ready. You can give Cadeli haste. There is no way to turn on Vile Smasher the first time you use her. It is impossible to cast Vile Smasher and then have her trigger that turn. So it's not the same thing you that's my biggest problem with Smasher is that she's a card that is never going in an aggressive style that is never going to get your aggressive bang for your buck the first time you cast her and that that that's really it other than that she's cheaply costed. her ability is interesting. The fact that you can't point it is eh, like not necessarily that bad, especially if you're casting big smashy stuff, but she's her damage output is capped. And throttled, because you can only... It's capped because you can only do one spell a turn's worth of damage. And it's throttled because you don't get to do it on turn one. You never, ever get to do it on the turn that you cast Vile Smasher. Because she will count as the first spell that turn. There's no way... Lightning Griefs doesn't change that like it does with Cadeli. You can Aether
0: so Vile it that, and... and...
1: <laughs> can you? Yeah. You can. can you Aether Vile from the command zone?
0: No, you can't Aether Vile from the command zone, but if it's in
1: your hand... Okay, so you can play it, bounce it to your hand, Aether Violet in, and then do it? You said it couldn't be done. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's, that's my big beef with Vile Smasher. I still think it's just an alright card. When you get the big swingy damage out of it, it's going to feel real good, but, like, meh? Like, just because a card can do something good doesn't mean it's going to consistently be doing it. Bear and Glory wins the game. Doesn't mean it's going to win the game, but that's all it does is it wins the game. Um, you, you go uh, a bit off on Cadele to say that the other thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to compare Cadele to the rest of like Brea or in two file smasher in any other way. What I will say is that Cadele is a card that affects the board state. It gives you more resources to spend that let you spend, like, play cards. And that has consistently proven, in every single color, to be a powerful ability. She also encourages you to draw cards. So she is a in a deck built around getting resources, and she gets you another kind of resource. And the fact that that is how a Kadele deck would be built is a big factor in why she's so good. Having extra cards already, and then getting extra mana to use them, is a really, really, really potent combination. So that's the source of why I think Cadele is good. And the fact that she affects the board state instead of just dealing damage puts her in a a completely different tier category from Bile Smasher, in my opinion.
0: I do not disagree with anything Eric has said. (laughs)
1: and now the the meat of the comment the the problems with brea so you clearly really like brea and you are allowed to really like brea i'm not going to try and take that away from you
0: that is his ugly dog let him have his ugly dog uh
1: yeah and i don't even think brea is an ugly dog no brea is like she's a really decent artifact commander yeah. um
0: and, and you but, lay out in your conversation the exact way i would think to lay out basically a like a Charim deck with all the the kind of sharmy goodness plus the red recursion stuff uh like you would get from a Duretti deck and i get it and if that's <laughs> if that's your jam go for it but,
1: but the fact remains to me that i think v- there's two big problems with breya first is that I do believe she is under, I still believe she is underpowered for being four colors. She, Her ability is too expensive. It should not cost two mana and two creatures. Having played against Brea a couple times now, it would be fine if it cost one mana and two artifacts. It would have been fine if it cost two mana and one artifact. It would have been fine if it cost, like, I am tempted to say just two artifacts, but that might get a little out of hand. So we, d- I just think that it was just a little bit too expensive. That doesn't make it unplayable. And she is decent utility. Her ability to remove stuff is good. That is really, really good re- utility. I will also say that I have not seen Brea be a win condition yet. All I have ever seen her do is kill stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's, especially with Brea out of the box, is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I could see Brea being built, because he talks about putting, you know, Pillow Grand Architect, and mm-hmm. Ashnod's Clack Can, Deathmantle Displacer, and, you know, Darksteel Nevitus, Michael Synth Vandal Blast, all the, all the the greatest hits of Red, artifact, or red and then Esper Artifact Combo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that kind of deck, yeah, Brea probably becomes a win condition because I make infinite mana, and then recast her a bajillion times just sacking herself to blow people up. Yeah, I, but... I see what you are doing and I, to be honest, I approve. Like, if that's how if that's how you want to rock, it probably rocks.
1: Yeah, but, Justin, here here's the thing. Noel and I will rarely ever give a positive nod to a card that wins when you have infinite mana because our general consensus is, is that if you have infinite mana, you're going to find a way to win the game no matter what. Unless you have infinite mana and no cards in hand, you will probably find a way to win the game.
0: Yeah, that's, Like, it, it,
1: there's a million mana dumps to win sure. the game.
0: Yes, like, uh, if, if you combo, then you probably won.
1: <laughs> and so, to compare them, Kedele is a card that helps you get infinite mana. Brea is a card that will win if you already have the infinite mana. So that's part of, like, why Kadele might be considered by someone like me a better general. Um, And then the other big thing that you have to take into account when you're factoring Brea's power level is the arena she puts herself in. Like, we can compare all the generals against each other from this product. And if we are doing that, I still think Brea is one of the weakest too. Um, but Brea also has to be compared by th- the way the card is made in its own design against every other good artifact general. And the other ones are just better. Arkham Dagson has less colors, but he is better. He's not any fun, but he's better. Sharoom is arguably more consistent. Uh, Duretti is arguably more fun, depending on who you're talking to. Like, there is so much competition in that artifact category. And when you compare Brea to all the other ones, the only advantage she seems to, ha- to have is that she's four colors.
0: Yeah, I would. I I agree with you there. I think if if you want to play the four-color, this is as close as I've gotten to my red-blue Artifact General that I keep asking for. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh, poor Dole.
0: Right? Like, this, is, this card is... This is a Sharam deck you get to add all the Duretti goodness into. This yeah. is a deck that if you if you want to have Bosch, Iron Golem, and uh, Memnarch, hold hands, skip off into the moonlight, you can.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, uh yeah, it's just... Uh, I hear everything you're saying... These are all things that we considered when we raided Brea. Like, when we raided Brea, I'm pretty sure we mentioned that she was an outlet for infinite mana. I don't know if that ended up in the episode or not, but the, like, it, yes, if you generate infinite mana, she wins the game. But so does Bosch. so does a lot of, so does Memnark. so does Lysolda, for Christ's sake. Like, a lot of cards win the game if you have infinite mana.
0: hmm one other thing I want to correct, John, and then we'll let you. Uh, I promise, Justin, we're not here just to dump on your comment. Again, <laughs> we appreciate comments like that. These are great, and I hope you haven't yeah. taken our. Please don't take our. The words you used. Please don't be angry, upset, or think we are rude because we're not trying to be.
1: Yeah, um, if if we are rude, it is not because your comment was out of line. It's just because Eric is a bit of a dick. But um, yeah, no, we like. If you want any proof of how much we value these comments. Rewind the podcast back to when we started talking about this comment <laughs> mm-hmm. and count how long we've been talking yeah. about it.
0: The other thing too, though, is that um, you say in here seven activations is twenty-one commander damage. Commander damage is only combat damage, buddy. Yeah. So you have to throw it at them for forty damage, not just the twenty-one.
1: Yeah, but that arguably doesn't matter if you're going in. Sure. It. If
0: you have if you have an infinite number of dudes and mana, then which mm-hmm. you do from Crack Clan plus Brea plus.
1: Whatever, any number of other things yeah whatever yeah
0: other particular nastiness you're building to get infinite mana um so i think that like i think that's all i wanted to say about this comment again justin thank you if you have comments like this feel free to leave them below in our episodes we actually really like these
1: mm mm-hmm, mhm we do uh that being said you are wrong
0: <laughs> all right let's get into our i'm hesitant to call this a topic like mhm <laughs>
1: Our uh, our challenge. Yeah,
0: this is going to work or this is going to fall apart, and y'all get to come along on the journey because we don't have time to record another episode. So if this sucks, we're putting out a sucky episode.
1: Absolutely. We are excited. So Noel and I have decided that it's it's a little early for our Xmas or our end-of-year retrospective. It's a a little early to do anything with the new Commander product. We still want to, like, see how, how the legs on it are. So we are going to bu- do a Let's Build. And somewhere along the line, we got the idea to do a Let's Build live, where we are going to go to edhrec.com, which is a very neat site where you can get the most, uh the most, used cards in any given commander's deck uh, taken from a database. Um, and we're going to hit random general until we find something that sparks our interest and we are going to build it live. Yep. We are not going
0: to take the first one. We don't have to take the first one. We get.
1: Because um, mm-hmm. like, we were playing with it
0: earlier and hit like, Sliver Overlord. And quite frankly, none of you want to hear us build a Sliver Overlord deck. You can too. Exactly. Go to Gatherer and type Sliver into creature type. but <clears throat> So we're going to find the first thing that kind of tickles us or the first one that doesn't suck i guess might be the way to put Mm -hmm. it
1: (laughs) the most the other advantage to doing this on edh rec which is pretty cool is that we can see what the most common cards in the deck are so we can make sure to make recommendations outside those most common cards
0: sure that being said the first thing i'm gonna do once we pick the card is scroll down and look through those and try to get my brain rolling on
1: it but Mm -hmm. all right absolutely should i hit it uh, you're gonna hit it, and then I think I'm gonna hit it. We'll take turns, and each, you know, what we'll do. We'll do them at the same time, and, and then, we'll see if it. We'll compare them, and, and we can argue. Sure. It, yeah, argue if a, either of them is interesting enough. All right, ready, yep. set, go. Did you get anything interesting?
0: I'm waiting for my thing to load. Oh, I got. I uh, never mind. Uh, I don't win.
1: I uh, hit, what'd you get? I hit
0: Braids Cabal minion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Which is I funny, hit
0: if, if you go to EDH, it actually has BANNED across it in big bold letters. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. I hit Tasiger the Golden Fang.
0: Okay, I have a Tasiger deck.
1: Yeah, and it's all shirtless men. It's very creative. Let's move on.
0: Okay, I'm hitting it again. I hit the Lady of the Mountain.
1: I don't even know what that does. Is I have Gerard... It... Okay, oh. hang on. Before we, before we compare, I have Gerard Capuchin. Sure. These are both kind of interesting, probably. I don't know what the Lady of the Mountain does. The Lady
0: of the Mountain is a 5-5 five, five vanilla creature for 6.
1: Oh, wow. What she's, colors is she? She's a red, green, and 4. Hmm. I don't think we're going to make Lady of the Mountain.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: Okay, Gerard Capuchin is 3 and 2 white for a 3-4 that has... Uh, he's a legendary human soldier, so we got that tribal a bit. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain 1 life for each card in target opponent's hand. Uh, and he's got three and a white to tap target creature. Activate this ability only if he's attacking.
0: So he's bad, um, but is bad necessarily?
1: Is can you think of a single creative thing to do with this in the next three seconds?
0: Soldier tribal.
1: That's not creative. I said creative.
0: No, because all right, we're bad. moving on.
1: I was like, we can't wheel in white. What's the advantage to, like, play cards that make your opponent draw? I don't know. No. You can play okay. Solidarity,
0: or is it Solidarity? No, what's the card where it's... Oh, no, that's you draw a card, they gain life. Oh, I hit another winner.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I hit Ayesha Tanaka.
1: <laughs> Which one is that? It
0: is white, it's another Legends legend. It is white, white, blue, blue for a 2-2, and it is has banding, and it oh. has tap, counter-target artifact effect requiring an activation cost unless its controller pays white. Um... It's a I blue will... white control deck that has banding. Banding's <laughs> funny on the back end.
1: Really hates artifacts. I will say that I am kind of proud of the fact that uh, your opponents would never meta around it.
0: True. Like, no one, no one is expecting the Aisha Tanaka... There is... Okay, and the best part about oh. this is I'm pretty sure there's exactly, like,
1: Aisha, there you go in your face, Justin. Aisha Tanaka's the reason Brea sucks. She can't pay the white, can she? Booya! Uh Brea has a white in it. No, she does. Oh, does she? She's the not green one. Damn! All right, doesn't even do that. Thanks for playing. Um, <laughs> Uh the cards, I, the cards, the uh, the cards for this are
0: awful. Like someone is building really banding tribal is what's happening here.
1: I got a, I got something that we might go with because it's a card we were talking about earlier. Okay, it's uh, it's a card we were talking about off the air. I got King Makar the Gold. Card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, I think King Makar takes more work. Like it's, it's going to be. We want to f- put
1: effort into that yes, one.
0: Yes, I want to do that. Let's build, but I want us to actually plan on it.
1: All right, so folks at home, you just got a preview the King Makar. We we oh, yeah. actually talked about just doing an off-the-cuff King Makar Let's Build, and we decided to annex it because we want to put effort in, so now you know down the pipeline there's a King Makar Let's Build coming so, up.
0: So I'm absolutely sure that someone who has built this Alicia Tanaka deck has banding tribal, because <laughs> all of these terrible white creatures have banding. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, I have hit the button again. Okay, I
0: will hit it again, because I'm assuming we're passing on Aisha Tanaka. <laughs> Please, EDA track? Okay, there we go.
1: What I is... have something that is actually mildly interesting.
0: Okay, you're probably doing better than me. Do
1: you have another Legends legend? No, I have a P3K legend. Ah, okay, no, well, that's not necessarily bad. Let's hear yours.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. I have Lady Sun, and this is a 1-1 one, one, uh, for blue, blue, and one. On your turn, before you attack, you may tap Lady the Sun to return it and one other creature to their owner's hands. It's how I'm gonna get my Vile Smasher back in my hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Please there are something better <laughs> there are benefits to bouncing creatures sure um i have something with flexing room i don't know if it's where we want to go but we could what What do you have? Uh, how do you feel about mono blue mill <laughs> did you hit kami like crescent moon i hit cloud hoof kieran which is 3 and 2 blue for a legendary uh, creature, Cure Spirit. If you were around during uh, Saviors, I think it's Saviors, uh, you'll remember that there was a cycle of these. The blue one ha- is a 4-4 with flying, which actually isn't bad stats on 5. And it has, whenever you play a Spirit or Arcane spell, you may put the top X cards of target player's library into his or her graveyard, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Now... Arcane spells, not going to be a lot of those going around. But blue has some pretty good spirit cards at this point.
0: I I, I think we take this.
1: Do we take this?
0: Because because there's at least some, it beats us hitting random for the next hour trying to find something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because cause, okay. cause
0: Blue Spirit intrigues me. Blue Mill intrigues me. We can look at like, flashback cards and see if there's enough self-mill cards. This gives us a place to work from. Let's go over this.
1: Okay, well, let's, uh, let's do one more thing. Let's hit random one more time. And if we have a competitor, we'll say it out loud. If not, we will just go with Cloudhoof Kieran.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're not picking mine.
1: Oh, dear. Okay, first of all, I'm going to say Screw Destiny. Because I do have one that could compete with it, uh, but it's also mono blue. <laughs> it is Baron Master Wizard.
0: Oh, Th- oh! Does uh, It's got an X activation cost, doesn't it? Nope.
1: Okay. What uh, is it? It's yeah. one and two blue for a one one. He counts as a wizard uh, because he predates creature types, and you can pay two and sacrifice a permanent. To return target creature to its owner's hand, so it's a better version of that oh, yeah. bounce oh, one oh, you okay, had. Son.
0: I think I think this is blue spirit one will be more fun.
1: Blue, blue spirits, cool. Yep.
0: I think Cloudhoof Kieran will be fun.
1: And now that that is how Rivals Duel ended up doing a let's build for Cloudhoof Kieran.
0: Right. And here's the, you can, if you actually listen right now, you can hear the sound of Rivals Duel jumping the shark.
1: <laughs> it is a mono blue deck. Okay. Makes sense.
0: So. I feel like we have to start by looking at spirits in Gatherer, right?
1: Spirits and on arcane cards in mono blue. God, I'm doing I'm doing a goddamn mono blue let's build. The best Why? part
0: is is that you picked this. That's uh, I, the
1: best n- part. No 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 it was, no, your, no, 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 com- no. It
0: was your computer Fate that
1: picked this. I had nothing to do with it.
0: It was your computer that said uh, said blue, not mine, sir.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. While you're doing that, I'm going to look at another angle for this. I am back.
0: So let's see, Clather of Kieran mills when we cast Arcane. Are we actually going to try to make a mill deck, or are we going to make a Blue Spirits deck?
1: A Blue Spirits deck that also mills is good, right?
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording and play that back for you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Unless you no, I hear mean yourself. Say that. I want. I want you to hear what <laughs> I hear, so that you can understand what the stupid coming out of your mouth is. No, um, I mean to say that like we can. I say we go for the mill angle, okay, and then just play a lot of spirits because of the fact that like spirit tribal is not necessarily terrible. Sure. Um, I don't think it's good, but it's not necessarily terrible.
0: And then what is
1: I I think we should play the mill permanents but not necessarily the one-off mill effects unless they're really big. So stuff like uh Mesmeric Orb and Keening Stone. Sure. Are recommended. Uh and I I agree with those. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just
0: looking at I'm looking at the arcane spells. Do we want to I... try to run arcane spells for the sake of running them because they're arcane or just play the good ones?
1: Just play the good ones. I wouldn't. I'm not willing to play a bad arcane spell just because it's there. Sure.
0: So that means disrupting shoal. That means
1: um.
0: How come no one plays this card? Oh, it's your creatures you control. Never mind, because it's awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listening to that conclusion happen Thank was you. great.
0: Well, I'm just like, return all creatures you control to their owner's hand. I, I read you control too fast. I just thought, return all creatures to their owner's hand for blue and three. I'm like, is that just a better evacuation? Why doesn't anyone play? Oh, it's just you control. That card's awful. Um, I have no problem playing the arcane uh, like library manipulation cards, like Petals of Insight and Peer Through Depths.
1: If you're doing that, do we want to play the unspeakable? Oh, one? Oh, do we want to? I really yes. want to. Is it a spirit?
0: Unspeakable's a spirit,
1: isn't it? I don't know. Let's find out. Yes, it is. Okay, you're responsible for pulling up and bringing to attention the Unspeakable 1 package. So,
0: yeah, so now we're starting to look at actual cards for this. We've had a conversation about the Arcane cards specifically.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, how about, why don't we, before we make any of our own suggestions, why don't we quickly scroll through the most recommended on EDH rec and see what we agree or disagree with? Sure. It's Cause So EDH Wreck, like, just looking down at it, we got basically every single Spirit card that has ever been printed in Mono Blue.
0: Yes. Uh, I don't realize Dreamborn Muse is a Spirit. That's real good.
1: That's real good for this deck. Dreamborn Muse is one of the ones that stands out as super good. Uh, Sturmgeist, probably also very good with some of the stuff that I'm going to recommend in a minute. Deadeye Navigator, of course, is always good. Doesn't combo with the uh, the Kirin, though. Right. Worth that's worth mentioning. It does not combo with that. Uh Mind Shrieker. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent in this deck, I would think. Oh, Kaiga's a spirit? Kaiga. Oh yeah, Kaiga's absolutely a speak uh spirit. She was, trying, she was a spirit, huh? Mm-hmm. Um da, 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 da. and then they have a couple of uh a couple of mill cards in here. They've got a couple of the arcane cards. On top of the good spirits, Kira's in here, worth mentioning. Um, Dungeon Geist, of course.
0: My ocean of seeing winds is one of my favorite silly cards.
1: Hammy of the Crescent Moon is in here. If you feel like sharing and caring while you're doing your milling, um,
0: I think we want that. Like, I feel like I feel like this deck is gonna need like draw power. Yeah, like I I hate to say we're gonna end up playing like uh, dictate and. Uh, stuff like that but we might be
1: mm-hmm. that's fair um the other thing that they have quite a bit of here in here is uh the mill artifacts i'll say those are probably the biggest themes There's a lot of spirit cards a, a handful of arcane cards but then a lot of mill artifacts they have keening stone they have uh mind the crank. mind crank Mind Orb. Maricor- they- Mm-hmm. and they have um, the Sands one it's, it's in like Sands top... of Delirium Sands of Delirium thank you yep all of those are in there and all of those are probably suggestions we can we can say are good ideas and then there's some general good stuff blues cards there's Ponder there's Blue Sun Zenith uh, mm-hmm. Traumatize is a big mill card that's in here and so is increasing confusion sure. uh,
0: I-, I can't imagine there's not an archive trap in here like all the greatest hits of Mono Blue Mill
1: mm-hmm. all right that's being that being said, now what do we want to do with it? Right. Let's hit it with the rival's dual stick.
0: Okay, so I almost want to. I'm trying to. I'm kind of kicking back and forth. You, you'll hate this idea. Is Will it, I? Is this a deck we want to have as a prison lock thing too?
1: Um, I think that would be like one of the. One of the backup backup plans. I would not put anything in it initially for that. That would be like something... If I was building this deck in front of me, that would be something I'd keep in the back of my head, mm-hmm. but only incorporate it if I didn't have enough cards to to put in my initial strategy, which is spirits and mill.
0: Sure. Um. Let's see, I'm trying to think of other like, things that we need in this deck.
1: <laughs> um, I will say that I have an idea which is that this does not trigger by blinking your spirits, this uh, effect on the Kirin, but it does trigger if you're able to bounce and recast your spirits. So they already have Crystal Shard and Equilibrium as recommended cards in this. I would also strongly recommend Cloudstone Curio.
0: Yeah, um, Cloudstone or Erratic Portal is another one that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, both of those aren't on the list, I don't think, and uh, they're very, very good in this deck uh, in terms of bouncing your stuff just so you can keep taking advantage of it. They're also, Cloudstone doesn't work, but Erratic Portal, Crystal Shard, and Equilibrium, I think, can all be used against your opponents as well.
0: Yes, if they tap out, you can...
1: Mm-hmm. You can start making their life a little bit difficult matters it will uh it will definitely push some people to if and nothing else at least let you draw off of the ristic study you will inevitably play because you're in blue
0: yeah i was gonna say there will be a pile of blue stuff that is good.
1: Mm -hmm. But that's not the interesting stuff to talk about. Another thing worth mentioning is a card that I thought of immediately for this deck, which is Chancellor of the Spires. Mm -hmm. uh, Which uh, is the one that when it uh, enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant or sorcery spell from an opponent's graveyard without paying its mana cost. A card that I don't see on the list, which I think is because no one's been stupid enough to make this deck since this card came out is Diluvian Primordial. Yeah. Which does a very similar thing. Anything that's going to let us take advantage of the massive graveyard we're building for our opponents is a good idea.
0: Yeah. Whoops, that was the wrong choice. I just managed to Google every blue card in Magic. Um, that's probably not sure! Best. That's probably not the best way to go across th- about this. Uh-huh. I
1: mean, you are looking in the right place. You might want to narrow your focus <laughs> just slightly.
0: So, here's a question. Okay. Because we could go... We could go a blue-grow route, where we're trying to be kind of aggro blue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just don't know if there's enough. All these spirits have big butts and cannot lie.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think that you go more mid-range in terms of how you're using the creatures. Mm-hmm. Not, like, where aggro can be done, but it's not the main strategy. Uh, And then you end up trying to mill your opponents to death. But That's just, that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. The mill Jaces will obviously go in this. Yeah.
0: Anime Hair Jace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can play Uh, Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship isn't any good, but it's a cool card.
1: Okay, why would we... Tell me what Ghost Ship is.
0: Ghost Ship is blue, blue, and two for a 2-4 flyer that has a triple blue regenerate Ghost Ship. It's from Chronicles. It's bad.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I could tell. Hedron Crab! Any excuse to play Hedron Crab? Yeah, Head Uh, Crab. you can play... There's some spirits that aren't included. Once again, this is clearly a deck that hasn't been touched by a lot of people in a while, so some spirits aren't included on the list. Uh So the newest spirits from Shadows over Innistrad don't seem to be included. So I would recommend Nibblegast Herald at the very least. Uh It's the one where whenever it or another spirit enters the battlefield under your control, you can tap target creature in opponent controls. Um, hey, we're in multiplayer. Hunted cards
0: don't suck. Can we please play Hunted Phantasm?
1: Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, Admittedly, someone
0: gets 5-1-1s. One That's a lot of goblins, but...
1: Nibblus of Frost? Oh, Rattle Chains! You can play Rattle Chains and save your cami while also milling, two. <laughs> that value!
0: Yeah, that sweet, sweet value.
1: Oh my god, you can cast spirits as though they had flash. You can mill people at the end of your their turns.
0: Mm-hmm. Or you know, during that keep, I have one more turn. I'll be okay. Haha, No, you do not.
1: <laughs> is uh, it worth just
0: trying to quote-unquote go infinite with Lantern Spirit?
1: Which one is that?
0: Lantern Spirit is a. a there's a lot of spirits that bounce themselves. Um, this is blue and two. It's a two-one flyer that has blue returned to its owner's hand.
1: How would you go infinite with it?
0: Make a bajillion mana. Like,
1: how would you make that? How in the relevant part will be how you make that bajillion mana? I think.
0: Not not infinite infinite, but just I'm going to play this for value. End of my turn, I'll bounce it so I can mill you for three more next turn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sure, why not? Uh, do we have any other stuff in blue that triggers off of creatures entering the battlefield? How about Intruder Alarm? Intruder Alarm does that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I always worry about Intruder Alarm just accidentally comboing and winning somebody else the game. Or no, that's not uh... what I'm, I'm not I'm thinking of a different card. Never mind. Be cool. I Ignore me.
1: Intruder Alarm is, whenever a creature comes into play, untap all creatures. Do we have any cool tap effects?
0: Not without Phoenix. Um.
1: Uh, I'm sure we've got something. Give me a sec. God, no we don't, do we? We
0: really don't in Spirits, anyway.
1: Uh, We have Tradewind Rider... Which is a spirit that has tap two untapped creatures you control, return target... Or tap it and two untapped creatures you control, return target permanent to its owner's hand. Yeah, uh, seems good. We could, hey, there you go. That's... Oh, oh, God, that's it. I don't think that... <laughs> I don't think that's enough to justify that terrible decision. Yeah. Uh
0: of is a spirit.
1: What, Sorry, what I'm just, I'm two? going through
0: spirit. No, it's, just, it's a 4-4 four, four colorless for 6.
1: Ignore, oh!
0: Ignore me. I'm just, uh... Well, mill six for six and I get a four four flyer. That's not terrible, I guess.
1: I have good news. Okay. We can play uninvited geist.
0: Yeah! My to, favorite uh, pun name.
1: for that pun value. Yep. Alright, so we got oh, all... we've got a, quite a few spirits. Shape Stealer's kind of cool. Yeah. What else can we do? We've got spirits, we've got arcane spells, we've got some good, like, mill permanents.
0: We can play Soul Caesar. That's kind of a cool card. Which one's that? That's the one that transforms into a mind control when it hits. It's a one-one. It's a one-three flyer for five. That oh yeah, that card's super damage. cool. That card's yeah. sweet.
1: What uh, what does the blue changeling do?
0: Uh, shape I think it becomes a copy of target creature. Okay, we need to talk about the unspeakable.
1: Oh yeah, go ahead. So you do this, that while I do more this research.
0: Wonderful. There's this stupidly expensive card called the unspeakable. It costs blue, 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 and six has Flample, and then when the Unspeakable deals combat damage to a player, you may return target arcane card from your graveyard to your hand. And it's really expensive, but there's it's peer through time, or... Dig
1: through, through depth, peer through time, and some other stuff.
0: There's there's a three-card arcane combo that if you cast all three of them in the same turn, then you get to dig search your library for it and put it into play for free. It's cute. We'll never pull it off, don't worry. But to not put it in there would be a shame for this... You know, we're building an arcane spirit deck in blue. Darn it, the unspeakable should be in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, we get to play Tomorrow, too. This card I've always liked and never found a home for.
1: I've used Tomorrow more than once in the days that I played blue. Go ahead and tell people what Tomorrow does.
0: Tomorrow, a zombie's familiar, is a blue and five or a one-five spirit. And if you draw a card, look at the top three cards of your library instead. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library. That card's real saucy.
1: Hmm. Do we want to play any tribal stuff?
0: Oh, like Door to Destiny, Coat of Arms?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, are we going to be aggro enough to justify Because right now we're just... like we're. Just I mean, everything's
1: a have... spirit. Sure.
0: I mean, there are going to be times when... I guess with Coat of Arms there may be times we just win.
1: Mm-hmm. Door to Destiny seems better, I think. Yeah, Door Cause... is real
0: good. I don't know that we'll... My only worry about playing Coat of Arms is that someone's going to Coat of Arms harder than we're Coat of Armsing.
1: Yeah, so maybe just Door of Destinies. Yeah. Uh, Shapesharer is a uh, changeling that's rare in blue. It costs two, and you can pay two and a blue. Target Shapeshifter becomes a copy of target creature until your next turn. I think it's good enough. Yeah, probably. Like, in this case
0: scenario, uh, it becomes a value guy.
1: There is... Yeah, that's probably it for the Shapeshifters. Uh, I am just looking for... Give me just a second. I have an idea. I have a crazy idea that just might work. I think we should play Academy Elite.
0: Um, want to look at what Academy Elite does.
1: It is a 3 and 1 blue, for, so only 4, Human Wizard that enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of instant and sorcery cards in all graveyards. Oh, yes. You can pay two and a blue to remove a plus one plus one counter from it to loot. I mean, you you will only be doing that at the end of your opponent's turn if you have absolutely nothing to do, but...
0: The biggest and dumb beaters are big and dumb. It will
1: be a big dumb beater for four.
0: I mean we're gonna fill the backside of this with blue control stuff, right? Like mm. I feel like it's gonna end up with counterspell dissipate.
1: Mm-hmm. We can play Ambassador Laquatus, which is just a pay three target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard.
0: Sure. Yeah. Seems it seems like a decent mana dump for anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at like stuff to do. I wanna take advantage now now that we've gotten like stuff all the spirits plus all the mill artifacts and like, like mill permanence, the artifacts that like one enchantment and the, um, multiple jaces should give us quite a solid like mill base. We've got the two big spells that do it with that, uh, I think it's, is it memory erosion That's and right. traumatize?
0: Memory Erosion is the whenever an p- opponent casts a spell, then mill two.
1: Okay, that's the enchantment that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the e- increasing confusion? Increasing infusion and traumatize mm-hmm. uh, are two big spells. We've got, like, three big mill artifacts at least. We've got enchantment and the spirit abilities. We've got a lot of stuff to put stuff in our opponent's graveyard. Now I want to do stuff with the stuff in our opponent's graveyards.
0: Um. Does... No, Fat Casters is your, man, your graveyard.
1: Oh my god, dude, we can play back from the brink. Yes, we can. Oh my god, we're playing back from the brink. Yes, we are. Exile a creature. It's a four and two blue enchantment, so it's expensive. Exile a creature from your graveyard and pay its mana cost. Create a token that's a copy of that card. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. Uh, Actually, no. Oh, I thought it targeted opponents' graveyards. Do we still want to play it? Oh. No. It's not cast.
0: Oh, they're not cast then? No.
1: No. Never mind. I take it back, folks. I'm sorry. I got really excited for a card that we're not going to use. Yeah.
0: Never mind. Um, what cards deal with an opponent's library? Other than we need the obvious, like Relic of Progenitus, Termod's Crypt, Graveyard Insurance, more than ever before.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Body Double. How did we not think of Body Double? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, that card exists. Probably should get played.
0: Oh, Sire of the Storm is awesome. What does that do? Whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell draw a card, it costs blue, blue, and four for a 3-3 three, three flyer, but who cares?
1: Is it a spirit as well? Yeah. Do it!
0: <laughs> How do we miss that one? <laughs>
1: there we go. That card sounds great.
0: <laughs> exactly what I wanted. Um... Oh, and it's peer through depths, uh, reach through Mists, and sift through sands are the three cards to summon the unspeakable.
1: Perfect.
0: And you have to cast sift through sands last.
1: Oh my God, Mirror Man, Ta- Mirror Mad Phantasm.
0: Well, that's the one that mills your. What is that card? Do I know it's sweet? I just that, remember what it does.
1: That's the the spirit that mills yourself. You can pay one in a blue to shuffle into your library and mill yourself. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a ridiculous freaking card, but I mean, it's funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Draw a card for each spirit you control, and it's an arcane spell? Don't mind if I do. Hello, Ribbons of Raiki. Welcome to the deck.
1: We can... Okay. I'm not saying we should actually play this card, but Stitcher Girolf is 3 and 2 blue for a legendary creature, human wizard... You can pay two in a blue to tap them. Each player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. You exile up to two creature cards put into graveyards this way, and you create an XX blue zombie creature token, where X is the total power of the cards exiled this way. You can make a Frankensteins and Kind of Mill at the same time. Uh, you're welcome, Nick. That one was for you.
0: <laughs> I don't, I'd say I don't mind that card. Like,
1: I, don't I don't mind it. I don't think it's great, but I don't mind it. Hmm. Can we play Bell Tower Sphinx? This
0: is our insurance against Voltron decks.
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, oh no, that card costs a million.
0: <laughs> Never
1: mind. No, Cognivore. Oh, the blue Lurgoif. Yeah, <laughs> it costs eight. I think we should play the archetype of Imagination.
0: Oh, the one. Just because all, all
1: our, our stuff memory. is gonna have flying anyway. It's more to remove flying from our opponent's stuff than anything else.
0: Right. Essentially, it makes all of our guys unblockable. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We said Minecrank, right? Because everyone gets to help us, mail, Yep. Okay. Um. Have we said the like Blue X, like uh, Blue Sun Zenith, and uh, um. That's, what's that, the other?
1: Oh, Blue Sun Zenith. Oh, I know what you mean. It's um. Blue. It's
0: Blue Two and X. It's from Urza Block. I can see the card right now. Someone on the who's listening to the podcast is screaming what its name is.
1: Yeah, I know the the draw X spells. Yes, yeah. we play those. Yeah. And then we're going to play, like,
0: evacuation crap like that, right? Like, inundate evacuation.
1: Yeah, but kind of fall into oh. the category of generic good right. blue stuff, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Visions from Beyond, because I like Ancestral Recall.
1: There you go. Is that only you, or your... If
0: a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it.
1: Amazing. That's Sweet. so good. We
0: get to play Ancestral Recall. I'm content with this deck. <laughs>
1: Um. so
0: I know I made fun of part the veil earlier okay I'm starting to maybe not play part the... part the veils arcane is the reason I'm kind of excited about it but what about the other blue one that just came out in Kaladesh that's return any number of cards and then draw a card for each card you return
1: is that instant speed I think so if if it's an instant part the veil can... is an instant uh how part, much does it cost
0: part the blue and three it's wrath insurance
1: maybe it saves some stuff and it lets us replay um our per- i like our permanence better but if you still have room at the end yeah sure oh jace's mindseeker as another one of the uh oh no never mind it doesn't dig well i mean no we'll still play jace's mindseeker we're digging deep enough mm. um uh jace's mindseeker is 4 and 2 blue for official illusion it's a, not a real fish. That's a fake fish. Uh, it has flying and when Jace's Mind Seeker enters the battlefield, target opponent puts the top five cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. You may cast an instant or sorcery card from among them without paying its mana cost. So casting the instant or sorcery unfortunately is limited to the cards you immediately mill, but this is a good card for bouncing back and then playing again to try and get as much kind of value out of it as possible. It helps us mill and it helps us cast stuff for free. So... Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um parado- Paradoxical outcome with the card from Kaladesh, and yes, it is an instant.
1: How much does it cost? It's
0: not arcane, but it's blue and three. The same cost. Alright, sure. I don't necessarily mind those. Because, worst case scenario, end of turn, I cast them. I bounce back three things I can recast for Kashim and draw three cards. Like, just restock my hand.
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like we're missing something.
1: I'm looking at stuff to do with my opponent's graveyard. In blue. Mm-hmm. And just blue. And just... That's the that's the trick of it, is the just blue part. Is there any just artifacts that take stuff from my opponents? I don't think so. Oh my god. How have I never seen this card before? Okay, we're going to play Sanity Grinding. What does that one do? Sanity Grinding is three blue for a sorcery with chroma. So you know instantly oh, what set
0: it from. Oh, yes! Reveal the
1: top 10 cards of your library for each blue mana symbol in the mana cost of the revealed cards. Target opponent puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Then put the cards you revealed this way on the bottom of your library in any order. For the record you're also going to play Memnonic Wall and Archaeomancer and Snapcaster Mage because they are going to allow us to recast our big mill spells. They're also going to allow us to recast our arcane stuff and get more triggers off of this silly Mm Kirin.
0: Oh, we can play uh, Force Fruition, too. If we're trying for Blue Devotion.
1: (laughs) Sure. Why not? Uh, I, I just... Actually, no. Force Fruition, I feel like when you play that, you just... You lose.
0: Yeah, you kind of force everyone else into answers.
1: Um, Yeah. Spell Twine. Yes. Exile target instant. Yeah, exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard and target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. Copy those cards. Cast the copies if able without paying their mana costs. We are definitely, definitely playing Spell Twine.
0: Yes. I feel like we've hit not necessarily a stopping point, but uh, I feel like we've hit kind of a, a wall. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So, like, it's just, but I feel like you do. I feel like we're missing something. We have the generic good blue stuff. We sure. have a, lots of, we have lots of spirits, like good spirits, a couple arcane cards. We've got a bunch of mill stuff and a bunch of stuff to take stuff from our opponent's graveyard. What are we missing? There's one more piece, and it's a small piece, too. We're running out of room real quick. Yeah. Like we could just make the deck with what we have here, but there's a small piece that's missing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
1: We're not. I'm not we're not done until we figure it out.
0: It's not lands that do something funny, because there's really no lands that do anything really necessary here, unless we want to. What does our what does our blue devotion look like? Like, are we playing a lot of cards with a bajillion blue mana symbols that aren't instants and sorceries?
1: I mean, we're going to have a lot of spirits.
0: Oh, those are... Never mind. I was thinking that uh What's-Her-Bucket made elementals, but those are... Or, she makes elementals, not spirits.
1: Oh my god, we're going to play Long Forgotten Gohei. Yeah, we are. Arcane spells you cast, cost one less to cast. Pure creatures you control get plus one,
0: plus one. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was in the list of just spirit stuff.
1: That's awesome. Hmm. It's something...
0: I mean, obviously, it's season to taste with card draw and control elements.
1: Mm-hmm, but we are missing one thing. All right, hang on. I'm looking at something else here real quick.
0: Obviously, it's a way to make infinite mana so all these spells just go off.
1: <laughs> mm. Grimoire of the Dead.
0: Uh, Yeah, that would do it.
1: <laughs> I found it. I found the thing we're missing. That'll we're work. missing Grimoire of the Dead. Because I
0: was looking for, I was, I was trying to think of like a raid, like a rise of dark condition? realms. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the slowest, jankiest wind condition ever.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, Grimoire of the Dead. That that works for me. Uh, this. Uh, no, that, that doesn't really work. Yeah, no, Grimoire of the Dead. We'll play Sword of Body and Mind, and it will be our one Voltron piece.
0: Yes, we're just gonna hand our 4-4 flyer.
1: Get in there. Yep, get in there, buddy. You can do it.
0: Here, Kami the Crescent Moon, hold this sword.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm quickly looking... Oh, there's another... Altar of the Brood. We totally forgot about Altar of the Brood. Oh,
0: yeah, that one's...
1: And Altar, we can use Altar of Dementia as well. Yeah. Both of those are good mill cards, uh grimoire of the dead, I feel like was the magic missing, oh, and bone Horde. that can be our other Voltron piece,
0: okay, yeah, that gives us a there big we big, go giant we're
1: playing with, we're playing with the graveyard in mono blue, yeah. Woo. oh my God, I'm so happy about this.
0: caster, fat and everything else. get in there
1: <laughs> that's so good. there we go. we found we, it
0: we have a we have a deck or we have. We, have, we a, have
1: a thing. We have
0: a pile of cards. We have a tier 2 pile of cards.
1: Absolutely. The person who win who plays this deck, their opponent is going to lose cuz they they're going to look at it, they're going to be like, "Okay, mill, I guess." And they're just not going to be ready. Right. They're not going to be ready for the wave of flyers and also taking all your cards from your graveyard and beating you to death with them. Yeah, we have a plan. Oh
0: my god, it's so bad. Ugh. All right, folks. So that's been this experiment. Tell us what you think about this. If you like these or not, I'm gonna spend a lot of time editing out radio silence.
1: Dude, Rune Chanters Pike. Holy crap! Between Rune Chanters Pike, Sword of uh, Sword of Body and Mind, and Bone Horde, we're getting very dangerously close to legitimately having a Voltron strategy.
0: Just, we're gonna hand this to a big dopey dude here.
1: <laughs> well, all our guys have evasion.
0: True. Everything flies. So why not? Hey
1: everything flies so why not we got like three things bone horde and rune chanter's pike are both going to be like really big kills and the other one like legitimately will help us mill the opponent's to death
0: yeah all right huh. that, that kind of as a plan
1: so now but like think about it we have a tiny spirit swarm strategy backed up by an ability to massively increase damage output We have the ability to cast a lot of our opponent's spells from the graveyard. Mm -hmm. We have um, mill artifacts, like big mill effects, uh, in terms of those spells and those permanents. And then to top all that off, we have like a little bit of blue stuff. Like, just blue, good, a couple counter spells and a couple card draw spells. Yeah. This is legitimately a deck.
0: This is a pile of cards. Yeah, this and, is not awful.
1: It, it's not awful. And, to top it off, like you can make an argument for this versus other mill decks, because you can still attack with this one, which you can't do with Fennex, Uh, if you want to be just mono blue. And this can be slightly better than Ambassador Laquatus. Like, you can make Ambassador Laquatus wins if you have infinite mana, but this deck can win because you get to spend your mana on advancing your board state and just accidentally mill your opponent also
0: yeah i think i like that better than like trying to go all in on a loquitus yeah plus this deck
1: is cheap this deck is dirt cheap and i legitimately think it could win
0: yeah this deck this deck is under i mean the most expensive car i'm seeing on our list is kira maybe like isn't she like 10 12 bucks
1: yeah, but like other than that, none of the spirits, because we don't have Geist the same craft, we don't have any of the good multicolor spirit stuff. Right. Um, I think mo- almost all our spirits are going to cost nothing. The arcane spells cost nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, Does Disrupting Shoal actually have value or Visions from Beyond? Do any one of those cost anything?
1: I don't think so. Um, oh, The Disrupting, most expensive.
0: Disrupting Shoal is like 10 bucks.
1: Oh, okay, well then, leave that one out. Okay. Like, get it if you want to, sure. but you don't need to. Um, and... Mesmeric,
0: Mesmeric Orb is $12. I i have looked some prices on some stuff I, now, but...
1: I was going to say, our mill artifacts are going to be the most expensive stuff.
0: Yeah, so really, like, this deck probably costs less than 100 bucks. Probably. Probably, it's and, prob- and considerably less than that if you cut, like mesmeric orb and kira is probably is that those together are 20 bucks of that hundred
1: it's a good starter deck because you could get the um you could get most of the cards for less than 100 bucks and then decide if you want to keep working on it and building it sure my god i don't hate this deck (laughs) i can't believe we got to this place i'm actually kind of excited that we made this work
0: we're gonna put this together i'm gonna send this to you for christmas eric
1: i hate you (laughs) (laughs) If you do it, I'll play it. If you if you legitimately build the deck, if you put the Sword of Body and Mind and a Mesmeric Orb in this deck and send it to me, I will play it.
0: Oh, that's right. Sword of Body and Mind is on our list, too. That probably actually costs money.
1: I don't think so. I think Sword of Body and Mind is, like, easily the cheapest sword, isn't it?
0: I'm, I'm sure it is. Let's see. Um, Speaking of, I wanted to announce something that we're going to do on the website. And I haven't told Eric about this either, so he's oh.
1: going to roll with it. Uh oh yes, that's what's gonna happen, yep. I guess.
0: Uh sort of body minus eleven bucks.
1: Um Okay. So like I said, the mill artifacts are our most expensive stuff.
0: Sure. So you're looking at like a hundred dollar deck. But anyway, um I want to give something away, and part of this is a thank you for all the people who have hung with us through uh kind of everything. The, yeah, kinda of this this weirdness that has happened through September and October and are still listening to us and still happy to have us here. I have an extra judge foil uh command beacon that is currently hanging out in a binder, not doing anything. So what I'm going to do is, I think we're going to do the contest over Facebook. Um, and how we'll do it is um, uh, probably the typical Facebook comment you've seen. Uh, like the, We'll have a picture of it, like it. Uh, comment on it and share it, and uh, we'll draw. Probably end the next. We'll do it. We'll do it right before the holidays. So we can get a uh, command beacon for Christmas.
1: I don't even have a com- Judge Foil command beacon. Well, Eric, if someone's you, gonna like, be very lucky.
0: Yeah, if if you like and share the status, maybe you can win it, Eric.
1: Um, okay, <laughs> I will totally do that. Absolutely, try and scoop our fans, and then when they're done lynching me, yeah,
0: right. Now nah, we will. Uh, I'll I'll have that picture up. It will probably be a couple days after this episode goes up. But we mm-hmm. will post. Uh, we'll post stuff. And like I said, uh, let's let's do a, li- a like, share, and. Uh,
1: yeah, that's how gen- yeah, we'll- that's like how people generically more. get publicity out of these contests, right? Yeah. Sure, like and yeah. share us on Facebook.
0: Yeah, like, share, and comment on Facebook, and we'll pick a winner right before Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't think you have good do- good odds of winning. You haven't seen what our listener numbers are like.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, our, our numbers are a little bit down because of all this weirdness. So part of this may, I'm not going to lie, this may be in part to boost our our numbers back up and get some more exposure. But either way, it's a free Command Tower.
1: Or, uh, command not, Beacon. Not
0: Command, no, that's true. Command Beacon, not Command Tower. There, There is a just-promoted Command Tower that I don't own that I do not have to send you, so it won't be that. It'll be a Command Beacon.
1: Don't lie to the folks at home now.
0: Right. That's why I'm being very clear.
1: It's a command <laughs> beacon.
0: It's it's foily. It looks real good. It's in a sleeve and everything.
1: But it could be yours. It's a real card made of cardboard.
0: Yeah. Um. So we'll so we'll do that, and we'll we'll I'll remind a couple times before we. Uh,
1: Mm-hmm. Close we out. actually
0: close uh, before we close out that thing but that'll start here just soon so by all means try to win yourself something nice for Christmas
1: absolutely alright and uh, the Facebook page where you can see that post is facebook.com slash rivals duel uh, you can get a hold of me there or in the comments below on commandercast.com which is Like, as much as the other sites host us, I'll be honest, I really only check the comments on CommanderCast.com. I Uh, check
0: them all. (laughs) Do you? I do. I go on to Commander Society and read the stuff over there. I uh, even check our RSS feed. Some people will leave comments there directly that are feeds.feedburner.com slash rivalsduel.
1: Oh, man, now I feel like a bad host and I got to check everything. Yeah. Well, if you want to get a hold of me directly, you can send me an email at ericbonvie at gmail.com, E-R-I-C-B-O-N-V-I-E at gmail.com, or at guy on Twitter. I rarely post on Twitter, but I see everything that you guys post, and uh, and I, I often c- talk about it on the show if I see anything on there that catches my eye.
0: Yeah. And if you want to get a hold of me specifically, I am Noel Clausen, N-O-L-E-C-L-A-U-S-O-N at gmail.com. I'm also on at MTGNoel on Twitter, where I got into a conversation about what I feel like is going to cause rival dual fanfiction to happen.
1: No, what did you do?
0: We were talking about Bruce Tall and the fact that Bruce Tall is a furry, hairy, shirtless man. And okay, one thing led to another, and all of a sudden it was someone get this writer on this, and so whoever's writing the official rivals to a fan fiction
1: is it about you loving Bruce Tarl? Is that it?
0: I have no idea. I'm not writing the rivals Duel fan fiction.
1: Please don't write Arrivals fan fanfiction. I
0: feel like that's a sign that we made it. Like,
1: I feel like that's a sign I never need to see. If
0: that, if, if that, ha- that would be amazing if that happens. You know what? If you do it, you get two entries into the. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we can't do that. No, you can't. I don't want to get an explicit tag on iTunes. Please be careful. Oh what my god.
1: Alright, that's it, folks. I'm going to leave before Noel can <laughs> cause any more damage.
0: Alright, we will see you all next